What's up, dude? And PT. Good morning, beautiful people. We are on a bright and early edition of Bright Lights Podcast today. All of us woke up nice and early to film this podcast. It's Get been 15 done. days. 15 days since our last one. Um, finals has kind of been bending everybody over. Nah, so we, we, really nah, we, we just went on a two-week bender. We were down in Mexico yeah. just going ham. We, we, we really haven't had any time to fucking do anything, but we're back. We're here. We're ready to go. Grind out. Um, we we have a three-sport podcast today, NBA, MLB, and football, all going to be in it. Um, before we get into it, I want to um, shout out our Twitter, at Bright Lights Pod, Instagram, at, everything's pretty much at Bright Lights Podcast, Facebook, um, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Make sure you follow us um, on that, subscribe so you never miss an episode. Uh, leave us a five-star rating or any kind of rating if you want to. And um, if anybody wants to come on the podcast, we're, we're always cool with um, having guests on. We had Draft Neck Mark on. I think, like, what, like, fucking three months ago? Yeah, um, it was, like, the was fourth super, episode. Yeah, it was, like, a super fun podcast. He's he's a really cool guy, so... So go ahead and take a listen to that on. one. What? Go take a listen to that one. Yeah, please. It's It was cool listening to him talk about shit, you know? But uh, if you want to go and uh, come on the podcast, talk about your favorite sports team, talk about sports in general, make sure you hit us up, because we are more than willing to have pretty much anybody um, on. In terms of... Um, what we have for today, uh, I don't want to get into it. I don't want to waste your time. I don't want to waste our time. So, um, I think I'll take the lead on this one. All right, the NBA draft. Because, uh, all right. So, in terms of the NBA draft lottery the other day, um, probably the craziest lottery we've had in a really long time. I would say since, um, since Kyrie got mm-hmm. what, what went to Cleveland and even Derrick Rose to the Bulls. Um, top four ended up being the Pelicans, the Lakers, the Knicks, and Cleveland. Oh no, Ma- New Memphis, Orleans, Memphis, Memphis yeah, the, the Grizzlies, yeah. So um, that's pretty crazy considering that only one of those teams had a the highest percentage chance to actually yeah. get in the lottery. So dumb. Yeah, I mean, so in terms of like potential effects on free agency, I think the biggest one is the Anthony Davis trade, obviously. Yeah. With, um, New Orleans getting the number one pick in the draft. Uh, do they trade AD? Do they keep AD? AD went out and said he still wants to be traded. Their GM went out and said that he doesn't want to trade AD. Well, yeah. So, I mean, I wouldn't uh, want to either. I mean, imagine him and Zion together, dude. That'd be fucking insane. That team would be yeah, – I mean, that would improve that team so much, just like that. You look at you look at their team going forward. Julius Randle's a free agent. He's been really solid for them. Uh, Drew Holiday's still there. He's a really, yeah. really underrated, super yeah. underrated player. Um, Anthony Davis and Zion. I mean, that's pretty crazy. But then I have I have to pose the idea to you guys is if if Anthony Davis doesn't want to be there, at what point does it become like a, like a clubhouse thing where, I mean, if you no. trade this guy. Go, go ahead, BT. No, yeah, I, I totally agree with you. That was, I was going to touch on in a second is, are you, what, where, where do you draw the line when a player doesn't want to be there? It's exactly. Sorry, it's going to go into the clubhouse. It's going to destroy everything. You want someone in the in in that in in the team that will lead Zion and make sure that he comes up correctly. And if Anthony Davis doesn't want there, doesn't want to be there, then there's no point of having him there. I, I hate to say it, but it just it just kills everything that you have built up. Yeah, you know yeah, what. Dude. I, I know AD wants to go to the Lakers, and, like, there was talks with the Lakers. 
Do you think there's a possible AD fourth pick trade going on? Yeah, I mean, I think if... All right, so basically, I'm looking at it. I was listening to some YouTube video. I can't fucking remember who it was, but it was it was a great YouTube video uh, about like potential Anthony Davis trades situations. And I mean, what I took away from it was it's pretty much the Knicks, the Lakers, and the Clippers that would be the ones that um, could probably pull a trade off for him. Obviously, if he goes to the Lakers, yes, you, you have to include the fourth pick. There's yeah. no way you make a trade for Anthony Davis without the fourth pick. Um, you probably have to throw in one or two of Kyle Kuzma, Brandon Ingram, Lonzo Ball, yeah. and then that probably gets the conversation going. In terms of him going to the Knicks, um, you have the third pick, so that's probably super um, super cool for the Pelicans in, in their eyes because if you look yeah. at it, Zion probably goes one. Memphis has been very clear about how they want to take either John Moran or R.J. Barrett. And then if they pass on either of those two, which, whichever one doesn't go at two, will be yeah. there at three. And yeah, Zion wow. has had Zion's played with both of them. He played AAU basketball with John Morant, and obviously he played this last year at Duke. So either way, you get a guy uh, you get to pair two young stars who yeah. have already played together and have chemistry on the same team. And the Clippers, they have a ton of young guys that, that they could throw in there. Shea Gilders, Alexander, Montrez. Uh, I like that Knicks trade. I, I really like that Knicks trade. I yeah. actually hope that happens because that would be interesting to see what New Orleans does. Yeah, so, like, I cool. mean, yeah. then I pose the question to you guys in terms of if he gets traded, which I think he will. Yeah. Oh, no, I think today. so, too. I, I don't think Anthony Davis is the diva that Antonio Brown is, but like PT said, at some point, enough is enough. If he doesn't want to be there, if he's not helping the locker room out, you 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 have to move on. Yeah. Um. But in terms of typical trade situations, I think he he would be traded to the Knicks. I'm interested to hear what you guys would say though. Um. I actually listening to you talk at first, I was like, no doubt he's gonna go to the Lakers. It's gonna be Ingram or Kuzma with the fourth pick, and they're gonna get him. But it's going to be interesting what the Knicks do because they're going to be attacking free agency. They're going to be attacking Durant, Kyrie. They're, and I, they're, I think they're going to get one of them. I think they're going to get KD. Pair KD oh. and Anthony Davis, KD and AD. Uh, the Knicks, I think the Knicks are really going to pursue this. They're really going to go after it. They're not going to need the number three pick when they have all that money. So, yeah, I see the, them doing the deal with the Knicks. No, I definitely could see both happening. Um, the Lakers were obviously, they have been in talks. And what, what I've heard from that is that um, the Pelicans have already said, if you do, we mean way more than a fourth pick. Um, I don't see the Lakers offering Kuzma. Um, it kind of showed that when he was actually, and I, in my eyes, it showed that he was off the table when they sent him to the draft lottery. It kind of showed him that that's kind of our face of our franchise and that we kind of want to keep them here. Um, so that means that Ingram and Baller definitely could be easily shipped off in a trade like that. Uh, but I don't see the Pelicans intrigued by that. Obviously, it's already kind of been shut down by them. Um, but that New York Knicks trade, that is really, really interesting to me because say we get Zion 1 and then RJ Bear or John Moran 3, that would be I would that would that be really interesting, and I'd love to see two good players. It would be interesting to see what they do, you know? and how they approach of building a team around two great players coming out of there. So I, w- I would say Lakers are probably on the back burner by now, and the Knicks would probably the, be the most. Yeah, I mean, probably. in terms of in terms of like what, what a Knicks deal would look like, you, you definitely have to add the third pick, obviously. That's kind of, um, yeah. that's kind of 
uh, already written in. Imagine Zion and um, RJ playing in uh, the NBA together. That'd be insane. Yeah, it would be. You you would definitely have to package the third pick, um, Mitchell Robinson probably because he's one of their only young players. Um, and then you'd have to just put a shit ton of future picks in there because they don't really have that much young talent. Maybe maybe Dennis Smith Jr. Uh, if they end up, actually, that'd be a really good trade package. Now that I think about it, you toss Dennis Smith Jr. in there and pair him up with Zion and R.J. Barrett. You have a you have three players in your starting rotation, right next to Drew Holiday, who are under the age of like 23. That's absurd. That's really a, an athletic duo right there. So, um, I definitely think the Knicks can give the best offer. Um, I'm, I'm interested to see what's going to happen moving forward. But that leads into our next segment. Um, how this Zion Williamson trade or Zion Williamson draft pick kind of impacts the entire NBA. Um, if Anthony Davis is traded to the New York Knicks, um, what are the chances that one of KD or Kyrie signs there? Obviously, both of them can't because you can only have two maxes on your team at one time. But I, I honestly think that right now I probably give it at like a thirty percent chance that one of them goes there. But if 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 AD is in the Garden. That's got to go up to like a sixty to sixty-five percent chance for me. That's a that's yes. that's that's, that's got to be something. I right? agree, hundred ten percent. Yeah, I mean, it's just attractive to other free agents when they know they got a great player in AD. They got that like it's just a great situation for New York right now. Uh, it would have been better if they would have gotten the first pick, obviously, but they're still in a great spot. Uh, they're definitely going to improve this offseason. There's no doubt about that. Yeah, I. I, I New York Knicks were obviously sad that they didn't get the first pick, uh, but I, they still got the third pick. They weren't the Bulls and got the seventh pick, so they definitely lucked out on that. Fuck. They still have trade pieces with that pick, um, so I, there's still a bright future for them and what they can do. I think they just talking about this possible trade with AD definitely makes them look very, very, very good for the, for the next couple of years if they can pick up some free agents for sure. Yeah, dude. I mean, and then now we have to obviously talk about because there's so many good players that are going to be free agents this year. Obviously, Kyrie Irving, Anthony well, Davis. Before, before we move into free agency, real quick, I just want to touch on something about the draft that I kind of have had on my chest since watching it. So I don't know if you guys watched the lottery, but I did. Yeah, I did. Oh, yeah, I, did I was too. very disappointed to just literally be just find the whole lottery. I know, okay, I know Zion is, an, is a generational talent. And that he's unbelievable, but the fact that every word that came out of everybody's mouth was about Zion. Yeah, that was Zion, annoying. Zion, you're going here. Zion, 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 and he didn't even want any of that. I remember they did an interview after the lottery was picked. Are you ready to go to New Orleans? And he's like, I don't know. We'll see what happens. And I just felt like that he it almost made him uncomfortable. They had him mic'd up the whole time. They literally. It was. I just felt it was really awkward for almost all the other kids sitting around him, and it was unfair to them because I felt Zion also felt the same way. I don't know how you guys felt, but that was just special. Yeah. My, yeah. No, I agree. The whole thing. Yeah, dude. I mean, I, I understand. He's he's a, he's a generational type talent. There's there's potential for him to be, at some point, one of the best players in the league. Maybe the best player in the league. I wouldn't go that far, but definitely one of the better players in the league. Yeah. Top ten, top five, whatever. But, I mean, they're asking him. They asked him a question before the draft even started um, about who's better between John Morant and R.J. Barrett and who he thinks is better. Like, why are you asking a guy that question? Yeah, what's, what, what's especially when he's played with both of them. That's just going to divide both them. Of them. He's friends with both of them. There's a chance that he plays with both of them in the fucking NBA, and now you're going to ask him that question? I think that's the dumbest shit I've ever heard. And then, I mean, 
yeah, like PT, um, whoever, Rachel Nichols or whoever the fuck it was, they're like, Zion, Zion this, Zion that, it's the whole goddamn draft. I understand generational type talent, superstar, great, just had one of the more impressive colleges we've ever seen, but he's a, he's a 19-year-old kid, like, he's still, he's still, he's our age, right, and he exactly. has all this pressure put on top of him about this and this, and are you ready to go here, are you ready to go there, where do you want to play, he wants to play in the garden, like, like just let him be like he's a he's a 19 year old kid that is how you destroy someone and that is how you get into their head i'm not saying i'm not saying that that zion's gonna get destroyed i'm not saying he's mentally weak or anything i'm just saying that at this point just let the kid play let him play yeah let him let him figure stuff out Uh, he's 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 probably gonna be a star and it was just super annoying how zion this zion that putting so much pressure on a guy who already has enough pressure on him in general yeah no i agree 110 percent all right, so real quick, just one one more thing that I want to talk about before we get into the long-term effects that, that, I, that I think this draft is going to have on the NBA draft moving forward. Um, if for some reason, uh, it's I mean, it's probably not likely, but I, I, I think the Clippers will be in on this Anthony Davis trade saga. If they get him, uh, they've already been rumored to be linked to Kawhi Leonard, who I think is going to leave Toronto if they don't make the finals, which they're getting their dicks kicked in right now. So I don't think that's going to happen. And, and Clay Thompson, which would be huge. If Clay Thompson leaves the Warriors, that would be that would be a massive, massive loss. For them. I think I he's think gone any, too. I think he's gone too. I don't think anybody truly understands how how good he is. But um, well, yeah, nobody yeah, knows because they got right. Steph Curry and Durant, and it's all the Steph Curry Durant show. So I mean, Clay Thompson. I mean, we saw it what two, three years ago before they had Durant. It was like Steph and Thompson, Steph and Thompson. Then when yeah. Durant came into the picture, everybody forgot about Thompson. Yeah. Speaking so, of which, Trace Thompson, former White Sox player, is uh, brother Clay yeah, Thompson. Brother. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to Trace Thompson who has been out. in in the. Yeah. No, he, <laughs> he's probably done though. Yeah. He's probably playing yeah, independent he, ball. He's probably watching yeah. his brother right now. Eh? Yeah. Yeah, I would hope so because he's not very he's he's not really doing much. Yeah. But uh, in terms of like if 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 AD gets traded to the Clippers, I mean, I think that kind of has to solidify either one of Kawhi or uh, Clay Thompson going there. And the Clippers had a pretty solid team this year. You know, Pat Bev, Shea, Kildress, Alexander, Montresel, Harold, Danilo, Gallinari. They have all these guys. They took the Warriors to six games playing this gritty, grit and grind style of basketball. But um, I think that if AD gets traded to the Clippers and they get Kawhi or Clay Thompson, that's kind of like, that's their city now. LA would be theirs. Oh, I mean, yeah, LA 100%. is kind of already theirs. But that's kind of, I mean, I don't know. That's that. I'm kind of rooting for that because that'd be kind of cool. I just want to hear what your guys' thoughts on are. LeBron James going to 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 the Lakers in free agency, and then the city not even being his anymore. Yeah, no. Um, I mean, it's just LeBron's the goat. He'll always be the goat. But the fact of the matter is, he's getting old. He can't do what he did in Cleveland. I mean, do you know how tough that no is way. to do no over way. and over again? Like, yeah. he did it once. Actually, he probably did it twice, honestly, back-to-back years. But He did it in 07, too. Yeah, so, exactly. I mean, you can only carry a team so much. Uh, the Lakers really aren't that bad of a team. So, I won't be surprised if in the next year or two they kind of turn it around. But as of now, you're right. It's the Clippers city. Uh, it's not official yet this year just because, you know, LeBron's with the Lakers and it's LeBron, LeBron. But... I would say next year, if the Clippers really do finalize and do this, everything that they want to do, the Clippers are going to be dangerous and they're going to take over that city, no doubt in my mind. 
Yeah, I could definitely see it. Um, I just was disappointed to see that they had there was literally protests outside of yeah outside of their arena saying LeBron get LeBron out of there, and it's just kind of really like I didn't see that. What was that? Yeah, yeah. It, it, it was, was after ESPN. Like they had it was yeah by ESPN. It was because um. Because their front office is terrible. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Lakers' yeah. front office is terrible. It's falling apart, yeah. And then all the fans went out there and were complaining about how LeBron came in and ruined their front office or whatever. Oh, it's geez. just stupid shit. Right. That's why Lakers fans are fucking idiots. But yeah, it's maybe those- maybe the White Sox fans need to protest to do something. Because Jesus. Well, yeah. I, mean, I don't know. If hey, we're going to do douchebags. Like- we're not as douchebags as Lakers fans. That's true. Um, no, yeah, but I think it definitely could be interesting to see what LeBron, you know, I think it's kind of showing that him trying to put a team around him is kind of not working as well as it used to. No, just it's because, not going to. Just because the fact that he's not able to do as much as he can anymore. Um, because you have people coming in like Zion that are just... Quicker and stronger. Super freaks. Like yeah, Giannis. Super freaks. Giannis. Giannis and all that stuff. And yeah. it's just, it's it's going to be interesting. I definitely think that, and if it does happen, the Clippers could flip, and I think that it would be, you know, in my eyes, I think it would be super cool. I, I, I would definitely be down to see the Lakers kind of go down, because I've never really been a fan of the Lakers, so. All right, uh, so moving forward um, with this NBA draft, I, th- I think this, this draft, so b- before this lottery happened, this year, um, they switched the, the the draft odds. I think it was before, like the, the the team with the worst record had the highest percent chance to get the number one pick. This year, they split it into three, so the top three teams had a fourteen percent chance to get the number one pick. And by top three, I mean the teams with the three worst records in the league. Um, obviously, at the end, only one of them ended up getting it, the Knicks. So, I think that um, the NBA I'm pissed. did this. They. They did this to try to eliminate tanking, try to get rid of tanking because they don't. Yeah. They they view tanking as obviously what it is a poor product of your team. But what this draft speaks to teams is, hey, you can still get a high pick or a higher pick than you were going to have without being terrible. Yeah. Yes. And it tells the teams that are trying to be terrible, hey, fuck you. Exactly. Yeah, you're probably not. You're you're not guaranteed a top three pick. No, they're making an example out of the Bulls. That's what they're doing. I mean, they're making an example out of every team that is trying to be terrible. Yeah, yeah true. Exactly. Yeah. So I mean, it's just it's going to be interesting moving forward, obviously, because um, New Orleans got the number one pick in the draft without even trading Anthony Davis. Yeah. yeah the that's... Lakers got the the Lakers got a top four pick, but they weren't supposed to. The Grizzlies came out of nowhere and they got a top. Yeah, what were I, they the seventh and eighth, or like the eight and ninth? Yeah, they were like down there. Yeah, they were definitely not top three. I can no. tell you that. But uh, yeah, how, were, ma- how many teams are in the lottery? Up until like three weeks ago. So, I mean, I don't know. It'll be interesting. I really like this. I think it makes the draft more fun. I still think the lottery is kind of fucking stupid. Um, no, I agree. Does it? Yeah, I, I remember still, people were trying to make the NFL, like, we're saying the NFL should do it, and I was like, oh, no, 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 no. it's not, not, I'm not a big fan of it. I mean, hockey does it, but, see, this is the funny thing about hockey, the Bulls got fucked this year, but the Blackhawks, I mean, they got saved, we were supposed to have the 12th pick, and now we have the third, so, yeah, 
I mean, like, that's just the way lotteries go. But something that I actually might want to see them tweak around is instead of having 14 teams, maybe bump it down to, like, eight. That would be interesting. Just because, oh. I mean, even Miami. I mean, I Miami probably should have gotten a little bit earlier of a pick, don't you think? Oh, the Hawks, too. The Hawks had two picks in the draft. And they, they, were, they have two top ten picks now, yeah. 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 So, well, I mean, I mean four, they were fifth, I believe. They were, they were the fifth rank. They yeah, were they fifth, were. Fifth reverse in the league. So, yeah, like, they get one in there. while it's kind of, like, intriguing for the whole, like, bump it down to eight teams, I, they do the lottery, which is why I don't think they'll change it, even though it's probably Yeah, no, I agree. I don't think they'll idea. change it either. Yeah, they do it for everyone that doesn't make the playoffs. But, I mean, it would be interesting because if you put it to 10, you have these teams, especially in the Eastern Conference, that are hovering around the eighth seed all year long. And then they just look at it and they, oh, they're like, oh, we have to go up against the Bucks in the first round? Fuck that. We'll just tank the last five games and get a, get, get a better pick than we would have. Yeah. So that's going to be interesting. Um, I want to move on to some other notes real quick. Um, Mike Conley, the Memphis Grizzlies, Mike Conley, point guard. Um, pretty pretty decent player, all-star caliber player. He's on the trade block because of John Morant potentially going to the Knicks. I mean, to the, to the Grizzlies. Oh, I was about to say so, the Knicks. Jesus, so, so that's that's a pretty pretty big deal considering that, one, he has a huge contract, but two, he, he could be an impact player wherever he gets um, he gets traded to, if he gets traded at all. Yeah. The Hawks, the Atlanta Hawks we just mentioned, they have two top ten picks, so that's interesting to see what they do there if they try to package uh, two of their picks to move up or if they just stay pat and see, and see what happens. Yeah. Obviously, the Lakers at four going to be interesting to see how that plays into an Anthony Davis trade, potentially. The Knicks at three as well. We, we already kind of briefly touched on those. I want to get into uh, talking to my two fellow Bulls fans here. For the third year in a row, your team gets the seventh pick in the draft. Let me hear it. Give me some thoughts. Um, I'm uh, not I'll completely go, pissed. Uh, Chicago has a I'll good... Go, huh? What were you I'll saying, PT? Because I, I don't have much to say because oh, you probably have more to say than me. Um, so, you know, I'm not a huge NBA fan, um, but I do support all my Chicago teams, and the Bulls are one of my teams in Chicago. So I'm sitting here. I'm getting excited. I'm on the couch watching the lottery. People, Stuff starts to go down, and all of a sudden the Bulls pop up, and my heart drops for, like, no reason. Like, I probably could care less, but my heart drops because I know that we should have been in the top four, and it didn't happen. And I think that it definitely – Bulls fans, you know, people say that Colby White, all that stuff, and I just, I don't know if that's like, I don't know if it's gonna help, you know. Um, it's it's gonna be interesting for the third year in a row. Um, yeah, it sucks. It sucks. It really does. Um, so I hope all my fellow Bulls fans out there can kind of get through this next year. Yes, yeah, it's, it's I gonna agree. Be another shitty year. Yeah, um, but you know what though. With this number seven pick, I think this is kind of leading the way for either Gar or Pax for getting fired for the Bulls. Uh, they're not going to fire Pax, and they're never going to fire him. He's going to stay forever, which is going to drive me crazy. Uh, but Gar could probably get fired. I mean, they were getting ready for a top three pick. Now they get number seven. Kind of fucks up their plans a little bit because in this draft, the difference between a number three and a number seven is ginormous this year. Uh, yeah, Colby White's a good player. He was good at UNC. Uh, I, you guys have probably listened to Redline Radio or at some point listened to it, but uh, they talked about Colby White this past week. Um, he looks like he's 
going to be a good NBA player. He might fit well with the Bulls. I don't know. Uh, I mean, Markkanen was a good number seven pick, but then again, he really hasn't shown the superstar that he can have. He always gets hurt. Yeah, he's always getting hurt. He's above average. Heinrich was a number seven pick. So, I mean, I guess we have good history at number seven. Uh, It kind of sucks, though, getting the number seven pick. I'm pretty ticked about it. Uh, I was watching it in the library. Uh, Had to be quiet. Very tough to be quiet because I was not a happy man. But it's going to happen again next year for the Bulls. We're going to suck ass again. Probably get the number seven pick again or some bullshit, but... Then it's rigged. If we, is it just four years in a row, then it's rigged. Yeah. yeah, it's rigged if it's four years in a row. There's yeah. no way it just happens on accident. Yeah, but, uh, I mean, with the Bulls, I don't know what they're trying to do. Uh, it seems like they're just floating around, honestly. They're, we're not going to sign anybody in free agency. Uh, supposedly, Jimmy Butler was at in Chicago yesterday. I think those rumors are completely well, false. He hates the Bulls. There's no reason that he would well, ever come back. No chance. There's no chance. Yeah. I, I actually went to his Instagram and looked at his story, and he literally, literally he his Instagram story of him being in Chicago was lunch in Chicago uh, with Mark Wahlberg. So he, he doesn't give. Yeah, no I mean, he, Mark, the Wahlbergs just opened up their restaurant in Chicago, so that's probably exactly, exactly. what he was doing there. Um, exactly. He he had a terrible relationship with Garpax. There's no reason for him to even be around the Chicago Bulls. Uh, he said nothing but bad things. That's not going to happen. Nobody else is going to want to come to the Bulls because of all past experiences. There's been fights and like all this stupid shit that nobody wants to be around. Look at our team right now. I could probably name two or three players. Like honestly, like we just have a bunch of lower tier, no name no, guys. No. But I remember last year when they did the photo shoot for like the upcoming season, and I was like, "Who is that?" Yeah, seriously. <laughs> Who is that? I was like literally just swiping through the pictures. And I had no idea who any of the kids were. No idea. It was unreal. No idea. So, it's not looking good for the Bulls. It's not going to look good for, oh, God, I don't even know. With with Giannis, dude, Giannis is going to be the LeBron terrorize. now. He's going to terrorize the, the, the East for yeah, he's gonna be Yeah, he's going to be our LeBron now. So, everybody says with D. Rose. He can come to Chicago. He would look better. In, he look he better would in look Atlanta. better. Uh, D Rose, you know, with D Rose, everybody talks about what could have happened, but a lot of us know what would have happened. It would have been a lot of second round exits against LeBron. Uh, and I think it's going to be that way too with the Bulls. They're going to stay mediocre and they're just going to get their asses wiped with Giannis every year. If they ever get to the point of actually making the fucking playoffs. All right. That's probably the most we've ever talked about the NBA. That's the most, yeah, by far, (laughs) by far. Um, I mean, we'll probably do something when the NBA draft rolls around. Oh, June, yeah, for sure. Whatever. Uh, let's get into some baseball news. Hell, really yeah. Brief, brief baseball news. It's been two weeks since we talked some baseball. It's been um, two weeks so, since we talked, period. Yeah, for real. Uh, the first thing I want to get into, uh, uh, Mahoney, you, you put a poll out on this on Twitter, uh-huh. on our Twitter, at Brothers Pod, follow it, um, about Chris Sale after he struck out 17 guys in, like, fucking seven innings, something absurd like that. Yeah. Um, 106 pitches, they took him out. He did not go out to pitch the eighth inning. You you put a, you put a poll out saying if you would have kept him in the game or if you would have pulled him. So, real quick, I want to know what you voted on that poll. And uh, why? Okay, here's why. Uh, I voted that, yes, I was upset that they pulled him. Uh, I understand 106 pitches, but Jesus Christ, 17 Ks in seven innings? How can you not, like, I'm almost positive that 
hundreds of records that have been broken were because they stayed out past their pitch count, 120, 130 pitches. They're records that we're going to talk about forever. Uh, I'm kind of mad at Chris Sale for not really telling him to keep him out there because, I, I don't know, were you guys watching the game? I wasn't watching it, but he no. said something after the game. Yeah. How he, he trusts Alex Cora exactly. or whatever. So, uh, in bet- so once they went out to pitch again and Boston took out Chris Sale, they showed video of Cora and Sale talking, and it was, like, all buddy-buddy. And, like, Sale was like, okay, I'm going to go take a shower now and stuff. And it was all – that that just, like, irked me inside because you got to have – it just didn't feel like he wanted that record. Like you play baseball all your life to be extraordinary, to do special things, win championships. Sure. He already won a championship, but imagine having that all time K record. Cause at the pace that he was going, he was going to shatter it. It, yeah. just, it, it just disappoints me. Uh, back in the day, if a, if a coach told a player or told a pitcher to get out of the game, because of their pitch count, they would have told him to fuck off, and they would have broke, yeah. shattered the record. I, yeah. The MLB needs more guys like that. They need more passion. Maybe not passionate, but they need more in-your-face, fuck you guys. I don't feel like they have too many of those with well, pitching. Well, I, I kind of view Chris Sale as one of those guys that are kind of a fuck you guy. I mean, I think he's a... He's at SS's where yeah. I mean, he cut off jerseys. Um, that's just being a psychopath, though. Yeah, being a and psychopath. I know, but still, I think that he's, he is kind of that fuck you guy. Like he, I think, I agree, 100% PT. He, he's definitely a fuck you guy. Him and Max Scherzer are kind of like my go-to, like, fuck you guys. When oh, you Max Scherzer, no doubt. Pictures. But, but I think, I think, say, okay. This, this kind of ties into my point as to why I was fine with him being pulled out of the game. I understand. I'm so down for record-breaking. Like, if this guy would have struck out, like, 22 guys, I probably would have been hard the whole time. Oh, I would have been but rock hard. Like, yeah. This is a guy who has been struggling mightily this year. He's been terrible. At, up until, like, his last three starts, piss poor. Yeah. I think it's because his velocity is down. Why is his velocity down? He's, he's, he's always been a guy that throws upper 90s. He's been, fuck you, blowing sliders right by you at 90 miles an hour from fucking Randy Johnson's arm slot. Just giving you the big old dick right there okay his velocity's down i think it's because he's he's been hurt okay who um and chris sale oh yeah i think he's yeah. been hurt i, I think you're i right think too. i think when a guy that throws 98 is throwing 91 there's got to be something going on oh right? yeah so at that point and I, I i would have to assume if he's injured or something's bothering him alex cora knows about it and the front office knows about it. And even though he had 17 strikeouts, they don't give a shit because they care about their best pitcher on a rotation that's already fucking terrible being healthy come October. So these guys can win a goddamn World Series before J.D. Martinez and Mookie Betts are free agents and their window is fucking shut down. Oh, yeah. So, once – even – what does J.D. have? Two more years? I think he's a player option after this year. Okay. I don't think he'll exercise it, but he's, he's got a player option. Yeah. But in terms of Chris Sale – um, it would have been dope seeing him go out there. I wasn't mad that they pulled him out just because you have to worry about this guy who's been piss poor already being healthy and ready to go come October uh, to anchor your rotation to win a fucking World Series again because that's ultimately what matters. And he'll tell you the same thing. I don't think he gives a shit about a strikeout record if it means winning a World Series. Yeah. But, um, all right, so moving on, Chris Bryant, three home run game. 
Uh, only the second time in MLB history that a player has homered in back-to-back-to-back innings. He hit a home run in the seventh, the eighth, and the ninth inning. So we're going to kind of tie these next two segments together. First off, Chris Bryant, he's been on a fucking tear as yeah. of lately. It was like 25, 26 straight games uh, getting on base. It's the second time in his entire career that he's um, hit three home runs in a game. Um, a, th- a few weeks ago, people were talking about how uh, Chris Bryant needs to get going. He's 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 been he's not good anymore. He's playing like shit. And they were talking that about the Cubs. The Cubs playing like shit. They need to get going. This guy gets going. He's hitting like three ninety over the last two weeks. Um, what 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 does it mean for the Cubs to get this guy going? This guy oh, was hurt last this, year. Are you this kidding guy me? Won an MVP. It's what does it mean for that lineup? A whole different realm of possibilities for that lineup. Uh, once KB gets going, I mean, I remember going to Cubs games and watching him play, and I remember one game he had a nuke, and the just stadium erupts. Like, it gets the fans going. It gets everything going. It gets the Cubs going. Once KB gets going, it's dangerous. It's yeah, really I mean, dangerous. I mean, Javi, Javi's got like a 16-game hitting streak. Um, Wilson Contreras is playing out of his fucking mind this year. Uh, Javi's kind of hitting a little little speed bump right Javi's, now, though. Javi's slowing down a little bit, but I mean, um, it's yeah, gonna happen on a 162 game season. Exactly, he's 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 gonna have his up and downs. He's 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 gonna have games or stretches where he plays like shit, and then he's gonna have games where he goes off. Uh, Wilson Contreras is ridiculous right now, absolutely bonkers with that kid. What what that guy's doing? Anthony Rizzo, he's been he's been decent. He's he's not really been Anthony Rizzo, but I'm sure he'll pick it up. And then they've gotten plenty of uh, production from their outfield. Albert Almora has been pretty solid. Um, hey, so can I ask one been, question? Sure. Where's he in a half? He's down. Sitting his ass in Triple A. He's yeah, he's he's, he's struggling. Down with AAA, he, he, and he'll be he should be going at the deadline. Yeah. He's betting like two thirty in Triple A. Like he's not. Really? Yeah, he's not doing no bueno. No bueno uh, for Ian Happ. Um, His cup of tea yeah, in the majors is done. But yeah, dude. I mean, they're getting production. For, even Kyle Schwarber, that fucking gremlin fuck, is hitting the shit out of the baseball right now. So yeah, the Cubs are scary. The Cubs are scary, and we talked about this when we did our um. I don't even think Schwarber's team. faced any lefties this year, has he? Oh, he's raking against lefties. I, I saw something on uh, that starting nine tweeted. He's hitting like three forty against lefties. Really? Yeah. Well, um, good for you, Schwarbs. Talk- good for you. Yeah, for real. We talked about this in our tier rankings. I think we all had the Cubs in B, either B or C, and we talked about the potential how this team could, is has an ST or has an A plus roster. And I mean, they're showing it, dude. Their pitching's been solid. John Lester has a ridiculously low ERA. Um, Quintana's been pretty decent for them. You Darvish has been all right, which is kind of embarrassing because it's you Darvish. Yeah. The pen has been terrible, but I, this is a team that is rolling right now. They're hot, oh. and they have to be the favorites to win the the, the the NL Central at this point. Yeah, I actually want to talk about their pitching a little bit. Uh, Lester, everybody thought he'd start slowing down. Uh, I I don't know what's going. Like he's taking something because like he's, he's a taking, god. He's taking his cock and slapping it around everyone's face. He right is. Now, I mean, doing. it's insane how like he's not that old. He's getting up there, but he hasn't slowed down in like ten years. He's yeah, like it's he's absurd. he's still in his prime. Like yeah, he is. Okay, and then so, Lester, and then uh, uh, Hendricks. Oh my god, I feel like such an stop. idiot. I knew Hendricks every year. It takes three to four starts for him to get in his groove. He's a sinker baller. It, it just happens. It's a feel thing. Uh, I traded him to with Chance, PT. 
Chance. Shout out to Chance. Shout out to Chance. Chance Roach. My I guy. traded him uh, Hendricks and one other player. I forgot who it was for Glassnow and Snell. Well, Glass. That's not bad though. Well, Glassnow's on the fucking shitter, and Hendricks is getting <laughs> like thirty fucking points a game. Yeah, but we're we're a dynasty league too, so I mean, yeah, I know, I know, but still, it hurts but, the heart a little bit. So I just want to touch on. We've always been talking about how how their bullpen is always going to be their downfall, but when you have a offensive lineup, when you have a guy that hits three home runs a game, like they're just going to pound you. It, yeah, exactly. Like that's just a demeanor killer. Like you just have to have your bullpen come in, come in and throw strikes and. It, Man, I, I just like I, I remember hearing the story about how like, Chris Bryant. Everyone thinks that Chris Bryant, when he switched to the like, he broke his bat and he got a new handle called the axe bat, like the axe handle, and that's what changed his whole swing up and everything. And I think it's just I think this is what the Cubs needed it was this new spark because yeah. you know I think they've been I think over the you could say over the duration of the year he's definitely like they've been kind of searching for something. Baez has kind of always been there, but like. Their play is Chris Bryant. Like, their guy is Chris Bryant. Yeah, that's their core kind of stuff. Searching, kind of searching for him to finally do what they what they've saw him do before. And he, he's, he's starting to do it, and it's very, very, very scary. Oh, yeah, dude. Uh, they have to be the favorites to win the, the National League Central. I like the Brewers. Uh, that Their pitching staff concerns the fuck out of me. And the Cardinals are just No, the Cubs are winning shit. the division. Yeah, There's no yeah. doubt. My, and I, I, I hate to say this, but they got a shot at the series this year if they keep it up. I mean, we'll talk about a team in a little bit that I think is just going to shit on everybody during the playoffs. But, yeah, we'll see. Moving on to my second point of this whole um, Cubs thing and the team that Chris Bryant actually hit the three nukes off, the Washington Nationals. The Washington Nationals and their, and their absolutely terrible bullpen. Uh, we talked about this when we did their, their, their MLB tiers. This is a team that I had winning the National League East. I don't think anybody else did, but I look like a fucking idiot now because of that. Um, but they gave up 10 runs in two innings yesterday to the Cubs. They went into an inning only losing 5-4 to four with Mike Montgomery coming in. You kind of felt like they had a chance to win it and, and come back and, and, and win that game at home with Scherzer on the bump for them too. And then they just took a gigantic Mack truck shit, and it just went everywhere. Um, so um, this this has to be brought up where it leaves them moving forward because their, their bullpen's been awful this year. Sean Doolittle's really been the only the, the only solid piece for them. So so this is a team right now, PT, sits at 18 and 26. They're in fourth place in the National League East. They're 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 behind the Phillies, the Braves, and the Mets, which is going to be a hard rock to climb. Yeah. With a bullpen this shitty. This this has to be brought up. Do you think, or is it possible that they start selling it at the deadline, and we see guys like Anthony Rendon, Steven Strasburg, maybe fuck, maybe even Max Scherzer, on the move? Yeah, I, I definitely think that could be a possibility. You even said at the beginning of the year that this division is going to be a hell fight. There's going to be there's it's going to knock the shit out of people, and you kind of see the Nationals kind of again the worst end of. Uh, it right now, um, and I definitely could see um, something like that happening. You never know. Um, if they don't hit that, uh, if they don't get where they want, there definitely could be a fire sale, and people could be sent out. And I, I don't think it's a. I would not put that in the back burner right now. I definitely could see that happening. <laughs> Fuck yeah, dude! I could. I actually can definitely see them trading. Uh, they're gonna keep Scherzer. There, there's 
They can get a haul for him, but getting rid of Scherzer is going to be pretty tough. Um, you imagine? That'd be insane. Um, I could see them selling off pieces like uh, Corbin. They're going to keep. They just signing him, obviously. Uh, I could see them getting rid of Dozier. I could see them getting rid of Matt Adams. I'm pretty sure is on their first baseman right now. Um, pretty much everybody. Um, I can see them definitely. I know they've been trying to talk extensions with Rendon, but it's yep. it's not ha- like it's just not happening. Uh, I don't know what the holdup is. Um, he's obviously, in my opinion, probably he's top three third basemans in the National League, not the league yeah, the National, National League. league yeah. Um, so I know the White Sox are after him. I'd be pretty pumped if they trade him at the deadline because two things: one. Sox could trade for him, extend him. We have prospect capital to do so. Um, two, uh, they're going to trade him to a contender that's only going to want him for this season, and that's going to leave him in free agency. Uh, so I'm happy with either one as long as he doesn't extend because I'm sick and tired of these fucking extensions where we're going to have five people in free agency. So I'm ready for them to start trading people. Um it's about that time of the year where we're actually probably in the next couple weeks we might see our first trade. Uh, June, we'll really start seeing some trades. July, and especially now with the one trade deadline, going to be a little interesting this yeah. year. So, uh, yeah, I hope I, so. I think, I think you're right, dude. Redone's a big one here. Um, they've been trying to extend this fucker since the beginning of last offseason. Yeah, no. Uh, they, yeah. they haven't been able to. I, I don't know if they're just not reaching – reaching what he wants or if, if they, I, I don't know what's going on. Obviously we're not in the front office, but um, I think it, at some point when you try to extend a guy for so long, he doesn't sign extensions. Very rarely happen during the season. That doesn't really happen a lot. Usually you no. see them happen towards the off season or the very end of the year. And I think if, if they haven't worked out an extension with him, which I highly doubt that they are even talking about that in the middle of the season, especially with the shit hole start that they've had. And you look at your team and you're out of it right now and you can't keep a guy. I think you got to trade him at the deadline. That's going to be huge. If Anthony Rendon is on the block at the deadline, mm-hmm. um, obviously that's going to reboot reboot their farm system whoever he gets traded to that's going to put a dent in the farm system that guy's a yes. fucking stud so that'll be interesting to see but i mean i picked this team to win the goddamn division and now they're fucking gonna sell their whole fucking team off at the mm-hmm. at the deadline so we'll see we'll see what happens from there um two more things really three actually i want to talk about here before we we call it a podcast uh the houston astros actually i want to talk about the astros i'm pumped let's go my fucking Houston Astros. I put them in the goddamn A-plus tier, and this is why, baby. Nine straight wins. They're going into Beantown. They're giving the Red Sox a dick. George Springer is lighting the goddamn world he, on he fire. Just, he just turned diamond in MLB The Show. Congrats to George on that. Congrats. I bet he really cares right about that. Add a bit. Congrats. Baby George, add a bit. You just, it, you, you just made some guys that had you as a gold, a very, very happy men who could now either sell you I was not one of those men, so I'm a little upset. I'm also not one of those people, but still, nine straight wins for the Astros. They're hot. They're on fire. Um, we talked about this. They're, the, the division is theirs, but they're 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 the best team in the in the American League right now. They have to be they debatable be best, best team, in team in the league. Him, them and Dodgers, the Doyers. And that's uh, here's here's what I want to talk about here. The Doyers, the Dodgers, the Dodgers and the Astros. The first two teams in baseball to 30 wins this year. Kind of impressive. Fuck the Dodgers, but still very impressive. Um, I want to talk about. Jack Peterson? Right? Yeah, I agree. 
want to talk about playoffs here. Okay. okay. Both of these teams presumably are making the playoffs, right? The, the, if, the they, if, are... if one of these two teams don't make the playoffs, it'll be the biggest downfall in MLB history. Yeah, I think it will be too. So we talked earlier about the Cubs potentially challenging for a World Series title. Yeah. And I want to talk about which one of these two teams has the better chance of getting back to the World Series because they played each other two years ago mm-hmm. and winning it, okay? Um, here's my, my stance on it. The Astros are ridiculous right now. Yes. Ridiculous. Okay, Ryan Presley just broke the record. For I was just – I just want to talk about that, yeah. Yeah, ridiculous. Shout out to that guy. He's Here, fucking Before we move on, let's. I'm actually going to hit that real quick. Mahoney, interesting fact. His K to walk ratio – 47 to 3. Holy shit. Wow. That's crazy. And when he got traded from the Twins to the Astros last year, he pitched 21 in the third innings, had 25 Ks and zero walks. Yeah, he hasn't given up a run since last August. That's he, absurd. Yeah. He, but the good Astros, pick up. Fuck the Twins. Um, you, you, you have to assume that Boston is going to probably figure it out. The Yankees will get healthy, and that. Well, the Yankees aren't. The Yankees just moved in the first place. We'll talk about them in a second, you jackass. Sorry, I apologize. Uh, you have to assume that they'll get everybody healthy and back and ready to go. But I mean, how hot is this Astros team right now? I think. I, I mean, obviously, it's really early. It's May. Their 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 bullpens had some struggles this year. Um, I think their their path to the playoffs is going to be a little harder than the Dodgers. Their path to the World Series will be a, a, a little harder than the Dodgers. But I could definitely see this team this team making it back to the World Series. Before oh, the year, easily. it was kind of like Boston, New York. Which one of those two powerhouse giants is going to make it to the playoffs? And mm-hmm. I think you got to put some respect on the Houston Astros right now. In terms of the Dodgers, I'm telling you right now, dude, I hate to say this. I fucking hate to say this. They're going to murder everybody on the right of the playoffs. This is the best team in baseball by far. Yeah. It's not even close, in my opinion. They had the best lineup. Um, I saw them absolutely destroy Chris Paddock with my own two eyes, uh, like last week. Yeah, you want to uh, talk about that a little bit, Deeks? Yeah, uh, dude, I fucking oh, yeah, told fuck you Fuck Jock Peterson. Dinger, I told you. I told you. What did I what did I not say? You I did. I texted in the group chat. You did. Fuck Jock Peterson. And then my next text was he's gonna the home run on the next his his next at bat. And he fucking hits a goddamn home run. Dude, I think I think you can see in the future. I legitimately do. Like yeah, just, the, there's the some times where you just know like, shit. Blows my mind sometimes. <laughs> the Raiders beating the Steelers. It's like what? Yeah, dude. Okay, so I mean, in terms of their path to the playoffs, okay, go ahead, Mahoney. T- t- talk about the fucking Astros and the Dodgers. Huh? Talk about h- how do you think – which one of these teams do you think has an easier path to winning the World Series, and how do you think it'll it- it'll play out moving forward? The Dodgers, I think, have the easier path. I mean, the American League has powerhouses up and down with, uh, obviously, the Astros, Red Sox, Yankees. The Red Sox are going to click. It's, it's going to happen. I mean, their team's too good. Yeah. Uh, they're starting to put it together. Yeah, they're going to get some pitching help at the deadline, too. So don't be surprised if something crazy happens there. Uh, who else? I mean, the Twins are on fucking fire. So yeah. I mean, that's a very possible, a very big possibility that they're in the playoffs. Um, whatever wild card team, the second wild card team is going to be good. Uh, honestly, it'll probably be the Indians. Uh, it. Just the American League is a lot more stacked. It's going to be a Dodgers Cubs NLCS again this year. Um, I, it's going to be it's going to be the Dodgers though. Uh, actually, if the Cubs keep up the way they're going, I guess you never know. But 
right now, I think the Dodgers have the easiest path to the World Series. Yeah, dude, I, I'd have to agree. Um, I mean, do we do we even see with the, the Astros even potentially? I mean, they, they they have to at least be in the conversation for competing for a World Series title right now. Oh yeah, I mean, definitely. Obviously, yeah, obviously, it's 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 going to be a lot harder for them. I think the Do- I honestly the Dodgers are gonna, just going to murder everybody on, on their way to the NLCS. Yeah. But but it'll be interesting. I mean, now we we really have a three team race in in the American League. Before the season started, it was Boston, New York, Houston was right below them, and I think the Astros are right there. They're do they're on fire right now. Everything's clicking for them, and I fucking love it. We're going to move on to the fucking New York Yankees, baby. The Jankies, as uh, David Ortiz would say. Gio uh, Urshela and the New York Yankees are in fucking first place with half of their lineup in the in the on the disabled list, the injured list, my bad. But um, whoa, whoa, whoa. I want to talk about Gio Urshela, dude. This guy, literally, no, I had no idea who this guy was. Apparently, he was with the Indians last year and a bunch of other teams before that. He's hitting 347, 398, 500 on the year. His expected weighted on base percentage, exit velocity, hard hit percentage, and slugging percentage are all above average. His expected batting average on balls in play. So basically, when when he hits a baseball, the chance that that ball that he puts in play is going to be a hit is the third highest in all of baseball. He's a WRC plus of 134. His war is almost at one. This is a guy who stepped in for a Yankees team that was absolutely destroyed, battered. No one knew who this guy was. He's playing third base for them. He can play shortstop. We've seen him play second base. And this guy's on fire, dude. You know what's going to happen? The other day. To vault him in the first place, they don't. The fucking Miguel Andujar's labrum is off his body right now. Yeah. They don't need him because Gio Urshela is here. It's, it's it's absurd how much depth is on this team. If Andujar didn't get hurt, Gio would be gone. He would he would have got exactly. traded. But n- yeah. now, but now they got a good player because Miguel's hurt. So the, this team has a World Series caliber roster on the fucking disabled list, and they're still in first place. Do you know how terrifying that is? No, they're I know. Two best pitchers. Their two best pitchers are hurt, and they're, know, they're still insane. in first place in a division that has the Boston Red Sox and the Tampa Bay Rays. Absolutely insane. That's crazy. That's crazy. But that's all we have today, correct? Yeah. We're going to save our uh, NFL content, unfortunately, for you, PT. We're going to save that for our next episode because yeah. that's going to be super cool. Um, that's going to be a good I one. Love listening. I love listening to PT talk about football because gets me gets me moist. He's fucking awesome. Yeah. But again, that's all we have today. Follow us on Twitter. If you want to come on the podcast, slide into our DMs. Our DMs are dry as fuck right now, and we need more more people in them. Uh, thanks for listening, and have a good one. Adios, peace. Perfect. Perfect. Perfect.